Access All Areas on FUBAR Radio. Good evening, I'm Stephen Lang. And I'm Bobby Norris. Welcome to our Christmas special where we'll be looking back at some of our favourite Access All Areas interviews from 2022. It has been quite the year. We've seen three Prime Ministers and the letters outlasting one of them, a new King and the potential death of Twitter. Blimey, what a year when you put it like that. <laughs> <laughs> and what a year for showbiz. Will Smith's Oscar slap probably become the biggest showbiz news since La La Land was wrongly announced as best film. <laughs> We've sadly lost Hollywood legends such as Dame Olivia Newton-John and Angela Lansbury and the world become gripped over one simple question. Did Harry Styles spit on Chris Pine? We're all still waiting for the answer to that, I think. Uh, and throughout all of this, we've been interviewing reality stars, drag queens and even the odd musician. So tonight we will be reminiscing on some of our highlights from this year, including interviews from Brian McFadden, Amber Gill and Graziano De Prima. So sit back and enjoy, guys. We've got um, Coco Lodge ready to come in, so let's get her in. Hello, babe. Can you hear me? Hi. We can now. Oh, my God. Bobby, I'm such a fan. Oh, I'm like, the, I'm like the biggest Gemma Collins Towie fan. <laughs> How are you, my love? I'm good. How are you? I'm going to an event. I'm not just like dressed for like a wedding or something. <laughs> oh, where you off to? Tell us. Um, some John Paul Gaultier freak show runway in thing. Camden. In Camden, yeah. yeah. I was yeah, invited I mean, to that. I was invited yeah, to that. So yeah. Oh, we have oh, yeah, some good. lovely models there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I hope so. <laughs> 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 How's life been in the last week then? Because it's obviously been a bit of a roller coaster for you. Well, I actually only like flew back on Saturday morning. So it's like such a whirlwind of like so many emotions, like so overwhelming. People recognizing me is so weird. I'm like, like someone was like shaking on the tube. I was like, can't like I'm a normal person. Like honestly, like I like held his hand. I was like, it's like I'm a nobody. Like, <laughs> but it's literally crazy. I mean, it was like a shock to get my phone back and see nice messages, evil messages. Like it's just all really crazy. But I'm enjoying it. It's an experience. Touching on the evil messages, I'm guessing you mean <laughs> social media, not yeah. WhatsApps. Hopefully, not your mates. Um, <laughs> What are they saying and how are you dealing with it? Like you say, it's literally been a couple of days. Um, I mean, they're just comparing me, like saying I look like a man. I'm the ugliest contestant to ever go on Love Island. How did I get on the show? Like, uh, there was a lot of vile comments about my appearance, but I can't help my appearance. I look how I look. Do you also, know what that's I mean? just so, not true. <laughs> it's just just beautiful. Okay. And who does anyone think they are? My bugberries people's appearance why go for someone's appearance you know it's know. the strangest thing you're beautiful oh thank you I mean it was a shock I just didn't like I, it's not that I think I'm like really hot and amazing but I, did, I never thought like I was ugly so to come out and see these comments I was like wow like okay it's but now I've processed it I'm fine but when I first came out I'm gonna be honest I really wasn't okay however now I've processed it and I've I've talked to a lot of other people in the industry, like Sean from Capital. I, I met her at a makeup appointment before After Sun, and we had such a lovely conversation. And it, it, like, meeting people and speaking to them where, you know, who are in the limelight and have had these comments before, it really helps. Um, and even to meet fans in the street, people were coming up to me, like, at the airport um, and in Stratford-Westfield the day I got back, like, oh, um, I just want to check you're okay. And I think that's so nice to have, like, mm -hmm. people going in public actually be so concerned about your mental health. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the thing is, that, babe, and you'll, you'll learn this, which people feel brave when they're on their phone, 
or on their computer and they're tapping away on social, no one will come up to you and say it's your face. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, I know. Crazy. How can they just hide behind this phone? Yeah, no one's got the arsehole to come up to you at Westfields and, and say that. Do you know what I mean? So that they feel but like also... it says more about them than it does you. But I think I... you know that already. I think it's yeah. like they'd even say it to like supermodels. Do you know what I mean? It's like it, they just say it to anyone that's on TV. It's like they just want to get at people and get get into their heads. Bullies, I bullies. Mean, yeah, bullies. I mean, you see it with like even the Kardashians get hate messages about their looks, and I'm sorry, but they are literally ten out of ten. So I'm like, just gonna take it as a compliment. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I think you can see why people's mental health declines off the back of social media because it can get so yeah. dark so quick. So, like, I'm actually shocked. I feel just more sorry for my friends and family because obviously I didn't know how I'd react to it. And I've actually been, like, okay, like, since the initial shock. And I think they were stressing so much when I was in the villa. Like, apparently my dad called the producers and were like, you need to show her full personality because what you're showing is causing so much hate. And, like, I'm just not here for it. Like, you're going to, like, ruin my daughter's mental health. Um, so yeah, I mean, I was more just concerned about them and I was concerned because I've got a nephew and he's like 11 and I was like, I just don't want him to be like bullied at school because of how people think about me. Mm. But my dad was like, he's loving it at school. Apparently he was <laughs> loving it. <laughs> I thought it was amazing. You'll be, you'll be, you'll be like signing autographs doing videos all sorts <laughs> soon. You'll be like, um, yeah. yeah, for him. Has it affected, um, like I say, it's been a few days, but do you feel like it has affected your mental health a little bit raising that stuff? A hundred percent. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I had a confidence not in there. I genuinely had feelings for someone who pied me off. So then to come out and have another like, like shock to my confidence, like just, I felt really shit when I first come out and I I didn't sleep the first night. I was just up like crying. (laughs) But now I'm just trying to see the funny side and the positive, like, you know, who are these people? Like I'm the one who's you know, living this amazing experience. So I'm just not gonna try and take it too much to heart. And like, I got my makeup done today and I was like, oh, like, I'm fine. Like, I look fine. <laughs> you have nothing to worry about with that. Yeah, definitely. Um, and look, and you're the one going to a, an exciting event tonight with, with you know, beautiful models and lots of other famous people. You'll have a good time. <laughs> so how do you look back? You, you talked about the getting pied off. How do you look back on your experience in, on Love Island now? Because you haven't got much perspective on it yet, but and it's still going on, but how are you looking at it at the moment? I mean, it's, it was just such a roller coaster. When, the first day when I went into Catherine, well, that was so fun. I experienced, like, just, it was so surreal. I was like, what, oh, I'm actually, yeah. like, 27, I've been watching it for a long time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was like, wow, this is amazing. Um, and then, obviously, having it such a strong connection with someone so quickly, <clears> like, I n- never thought I could literally catch feelings, like, in basically a day, but I was, like, obsessed. Like, <laughs> and it was just so nice to ha- kind of have that connection with someone you get so close so quickly. Obviously, it didn't work out, but that was, like, a nice experience. Then I had, like, the downfall of everything, and it kind of was actually really hard for me. I mean, I think the, what's not shown on the, like, edit of it is, like, the fact that I was literally, like, hyperventilating, crying lows. Like, I really, really struggled at first. Even like, not even just with Andrew, but the girls, like some of them weren't welcoming to begin with. And it was actually really hard. And I just kind of thought, we've all been through the same process. You've just been chosen to go in before me. Mm. Um, So it was really hard to like adjust to when the OGs came back in. And I really did struggle at first. But towards the end, my experience was just like, honestly, I can't even explain. Like when you're close with everyone in there, it was so different. Like Becky Hill, I I actually can't believe she performed. (laughs) And I saw that like... (laughs) 
like one of my favorites um and doing a challenge and stuff like that was also fun so I think there's just like there's positives and there's obviously the bad as well but it was overall like so amazing talking of Andrew I've got to ask you babes did he <laughs> suck your tit of course he did both of them <laughs> <laughs> because there was then speaking <laughs> and was it was it nice she loved it i'm guessing the fact you I, let him go on the second one absolutely he's absolutely beautiful in real life oh. honestly i was obsessed like i was like we're so fit um we literally stayed up that first night we stayed up all night we didn't sleep and um, we were like chatting giggling like everyone else in the bedroom was like all we heard all night was just giggling like we had so much fun and then obviously like it did lead to some tit sucking so you know it's nice at least I got a bit of an action in there was it just giggling because social media speculated that there was well that you had sex in there did that happen <laughs> we did not have sex no <laughs> he sucked on the tit there was probably like arse groping and like you know maybe like a bit of I don't know, rubbing against each other, but that's about it. Like it wasn't, we did not have sex. We actually did say to each other, like not on the first night, because it actually was quite hard to hold back. But, because um, when you're in there, you just get carried away and everyone's like, you know, making all these comments like, why would you do that on the first night? Sorry, in real life, do you not have one night stands? Because come on, we all do, let's be honest. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. It's just the difference is, is that it's on television, isn't it? And I can see why you've got uh, a sort of, not great when you're so sexually attracted to someone like you it's really hard to like yeah yeah not get carried away and I think even like you see in there some of the other islanders it's so easy to get carried away because you're with like a sexy person in bed like having pillow talk like come on and he's very charming <laughs> so it ended there you didn't give him anything back babes I actually didn't I swear on my life I mean he was a good girl he <laughs> was a good girl I was, I actually was. I don't know how. <laughs> <laughs> it does have, sometimes you just gotta like, you know, restrain yourself. Because he is a soul. He is fit. And I, do you know what? I wish I just went the full way because the amount of hate I got anyway, like I might as well have, do you know what I mean? And then what about, what about you talked about the, your like, relationship with some of the other girls and stuff. Do you think there's any you're going to sort of stay in touch with or do you think you're... Are you kind of burnt a bit by it? Um, I'd like to stay in touch with all of them, to be honest, because, I mean, we all went through the same experience and no one else can really understand what that feels like. Um, like, coming out, I really struggled, but one of my friends did it season four, Samira, and having her there to support me was, like, amazing. So having these people who have been through the same experience is, like, really, like, comforting. So I'd like to stay in touch with everyone, but I think the main people would be, like, Danica, Summer, China, um... India, Ekinsu, Davide, Jay, Josh. Uh, those are probably the people I was closest to in there. I always like to ask people, babes, after they've come off a reality show, let's talk social media, let's talk DMs. What's <laughs> going on in the DMs? Who's sliding in? Anyone we might know, hashtag any blue tick dick. No, do you know no blue tick dick? I mean, Diana Vickers, but... <laughs> <laughs> Famous tits. <laughs> I used to love her on a swing on the X Factor. Yes, I was like, oh my God, I can't believe Diana is questioning me. But no, like, I actually haven't had any boys, apart from, like, previous Islanders and then not doing it in, like, a sexual way, unfortunately. <laughs> but 
but we'll see. I'm still waiting for the DMs to come. <laughs> is there an Islander from the past that would be a bit of you? So say, I was to say to you, right, who do you want in your DM now? I mean, Ovi. I don't think it would ever happen. <laughs> He's unreal. I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> but how did you feel, like, obviously, when, when Andrew went back to Tasha, were you, were you upset by yeah. that? That really got edited out how upset I was. I was crying so much. Like, I didn't want Andrew to really see, so I'd mm. spend a lot of time crying in the beach hut or, like, with a producer out the front of the villa because they do take care of you like that. Um, so I just found it really hard. Like, it was in front of my face. He wasn't telling me the full truth. He was saying, I'm not getting back for it. And I could just see it happening, like, before my eyes. Yeah. And I was, sorry, but, like, how can you fake that with me for that many days? Like, and do all that and then run straight back to her like fair enough I understand you have a connection with her but she's still continuing her connection with Billy and exploring who's better for her and you're literally just cutting me off straight away mm. so yeah it really hurt me but it is what it is <laughs> how will things be when you see him I guess when they like the reunion for like the big after sun uh finale special is there anything you want to say to him that you haven't already said do you know what no like I towards the end of it like we all just got on like as a family and to be honest he gave me like so many hugs the night I was evicted because I think he felt guilty um because obviously the public had basically essentially voted me out and obviously he was the only person in there who I had a connection with and he kind of cut that off so I think he actually felt a bit of guilt towards what had happened um I don't have any hate towards him and Tasha me and Tasha got on really well and it just wasn't like shown like I was like helping her make her decision basically between the two and like what was right for her and not to care what the public think. Um, and I think like we, we will all get on at the reunion. I don't see there being any like extra beef, but you know, some people come out and they want to cause more drama. So we'll see. As years go on, like yourself, so you, you've watched the show before. Do you think now being in there and knowing these people and living with them, are people more aware and conscious what the public and maybe even the press of thinking and writing, maybe back to back in the day when people didn't know what a big thing it was. I think like 100% is really different now being in there. Like people, you don't really see people switching from people to people in there just because I think they're so concerned about getting to the end and, you know, getting their clothing deal. But it is true. Like people yeah. stay in. You don't see many people like, like leaving because of whatever like it's like that's why I was like Jack's like is was probably one of the most genuine people in there because he actually decided I'm going to take myself out of this like mm. I'm more important than anything else um so I think that's really inspiring from him and do people talk about it? do you hear uh, especially the girls have got anyone saying oh, I want my in the style deal or I want my PLT <laughs> does that happen I haven't heard anyone say anything about what deals they want. I mean, I was making jokes like, oh, you know, like I better get sponsored by like breast milk or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's, that, that's tongue in cheek. That's jokes. But so no, no one's one... actually in there saying, oh, I want this, oh, I want that. I, I haven't heard that, although I've, I've heard people like ask how many followers there are and stuff like oh, that. Really? What when someone comes in? Yeah, they are interested in what press is out about them and stuff. And like, it's a little fm earlier we write little messages to each other so people will ask and we like do it secretly because you're not allowed to say so we'll like write it on the phone to each other like, oh, this is how many followers you had when i like before my taken away that kind of thing oh my like, god that's so <laughs> interesting i love that uh, like, there has been 
we did we actually we had Aaron on from from last year on just before we were speaking oh, to I... you and Aaron Simpson and um we, oh, he I was know. we were talking a little bit about um how I don't know if you saw today but Women's Aid put out a statement, the charity, saying that um, they've been tagged in so many posts about like controlling behaviour and stuff in the house, and like and like represent not not representing relationships and stuff in a very good light. What do you make of that? And do you think that like it is always it's quite often the boys don't come off well? Um, honestly, I think being in there is very different to the edited version of the show you see, and I think people could take some of the behaviour controlling. However, when you're in there and you see how someone is like twenty four seven, I think like that is not the case. Mm. Personally, everyone gets on really well, and um, Luke is so sweet with Gemma, and I think it's all just been blown so out of proportion. Personally, I don't like. I don't agree with some of the comments he made. Obviously, it can be seen as bullying, but you have to remember, like a lot of things, like they can cut down sentences. So I try and take yeah. it very like heartily and being in there I didn't ever think once like oh like he's being controlling towards Gemma do you know what I mean mm, yeah fair enough and who's your money on to win it Ekansu and Davide and I hope they do because they were my rocks in there honestly I love them they're it's definitely very the... easy on the eye you know <laughs> uh, very easy oh Davide I mean I didn't enjoy... <laughs> I thought about going in myself <laughs> <laughs> Like he doesn't even look real. Like I'm like, how can you actually be that good looking? And he's just <laughs> funny. I could listen to him speak all day. <laughs> is he one of them people that's even better in real life? Everyone in there is better in real life. Like honestly, I feel like that's the case with like anything. You Everyone watch. on TV, yeah. So but much they better. Go, oh, you look a lot better in real life. I think. Well, what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I look like a dog on the telly. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. <laughs> it's hard being. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, Coco, thanks so much for speaking to us, Steve. We really appreciate it. And um, go and enjoy your 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 party tonight. Thank you, guys. Go so find yourself a model. I <laughs> hope so. <Woo. laughs> Thank you, guys. Take care. Have a lovely Bye. evening. Bye. We have our first guest, Verity, uh, ready to come in. So let's get her in for a chat. Um, well, most people will know you uh, for Made in Chelsea, right? Um, but yes, actually, yes. as I can see right behind you, right there. There, yeah. there's another little business shop going on isn't there yeah there is King tell us about it um yes yeah, so he actually started a year and a half ago now which is absolutely mental it's just honestly it's gone up to space like that reality show um <laughs> so it, it starts off like as a delivery kitchen mikey pierce um an ex-youtuber started it in brighton took it as a passion project took it to london asked me to, to come on board and we sort of dream teamed it the whole way we've got now got Five sites around London. Um, we closed our first investment raise, which means we could open more sites um, and also go into retail products. So we're opening four more sites this year. Actually, one in uh, two months' time that um, I can't disclose where. It literally just happened today. I just happened yesterday. Amazing. Um, so, yeah, really exciting. We're sort of taking the vegan world by storm um, and normalising plant-based food. So it's not like quinoa and kale. Have you guys tried vegan food? I was what vegan was for your... six months. So, you know, I've, I've, I mean, I, so I'm, I'm vegetarian now, but I, but I still feel... I would like to eliminate, <laughs> you know, all the other stuff. But I've, yeah, I've been vegan and I know it's, it, it, do you know my hardest thing at the time from my job, I yeah. go to events and stuff was I yeah. would end up not being able to eat anything at the events. And then I would just stuff my face with like chips on the way home. Oh, I know how it feels. Trust me, I know how it feels. Um, but yeah, we'll be doing like vegan alternatives. So actually at the events, um, we like cater as well. So we did London Fashion Week. 
So um, if you were at one of our events, you wouldn't have been stopping us off the chips, that's for sure. <laughs> this is what I like to hear. So yeah, so explain a bit about what Clean Kitchen is and like, yeah. what, you, what you do. So it's it's quick service restaurants. Um, so sort of grab and go. It's a cross between like a Leon and a Pret, but with loads of high energy. Um, so the four sites have opened this year. Batty Power Station. Have you seen the new development? Yes, I've heard about opening this. In, yes. Yeah, opening in September. So that's going to be monumental. They spent seven billion dollars on it. Um, so that's sort of going to be our flagship. Um, they've got an alcohol license to YM. We only found that out the other day. So we were Wee. like, party time. Um, <laughs> yeah, party time. And our next site that will open in, in a couple of months will also be party time. It's just it's just normalising plant-based food. Like, it's pretty standard food. Burgers, wraps, bowls, acai bowls, smoothies, um, everyday dining, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Um, and we just really want to, like, change perceptions of vegan food because someone's going to do it. Like, we all have to eat more sustainably and be more conscious of exactly what we're eating. Meat tax will eventually happen, whether it be next year or in three years' time. Um, so we all have to adapt. And we thought we want to be the, the biggest uh, plant-based brand in the UK, hit America in a couple of years. Um, we're quite ambitious, but we've got the right people behind us. We've got some amazing investors like Grace Beverly, XCF of Corn um, and Sainsbury's. So, yeah, we're on the right path. And we um, we just have so much fun with it. Like. Yes, there's oh gosh, sorry. There's massive pressure on us um, to sort of deliver. Uh, the more sites we take on, the more staff we get. Um, we've got 55 staff now. And um, wow. if you told me that a year ago, I would have honestly laughed. Um, but yeah, it's happened. And um, using our platforms off the back of it is is just been an absolutely massive help. In the last few years, I think especially off the back of lockdown as well, people have looked at what they're eating a lot more. And I think they're probably, there's still probably going to be some people that have this conception of what being a vegan is. But actually, it isn't just like two options, is that there's so many alternatives yeah. that people can have. And I mean, don't get me wrong, I, I do love a steak. <laughs> but there's so much lovely stuff I'll cook myself. And I think actually it's important to have meat-free days, you know? And, yeah, and it's definitely. it's not like a punishment because you're still having no. lovely food. Yeah, yeah. And also for us, we actually say we're not for vegans. Like, oh, sorry, sounds like probably. Um, we're trying to we're trying to get like, people to try plant based food. So ninety percent of our customers are actually non vegans. Um, so we are. I don't know. Yeah, we're sort of everyone's first bite of vegan food. Like, I, I give people our like our katsu curry bowl, which is like, one of our biggest sellers, or our truffle um chicken mayo. And they cannot oh, believe that it is vegan. Stunning. And it's addictive. It, that probably you'd absolutely love it. I'll send you guys some peanuts. Oh, gosh, um, yeah, I've got a <laughs> You'd love it. Um, yeah, it's, it's just really delicious food. But I think what we're trying to say is, you know, you know, have switch up one meal a week to start off with or, mm. you know, just give it a go because a lot of people just think that vegan food is, you know, celery and like rabbit food, yeah. um, which it really did used to be. It used to be awful, but um, the industry has come like a massive way. Um, and yeah, it, you know, you're reducing your carbon footprint by up to like 50% um, just in that one meal by by choosing the vegan option. How did you find things, babe? Obviously, coming from a reality background, do you yeah. think there's still some people that judge reality stars that go into business or try and branch out of reality, the box that we're all going to put in? <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean, but... Do you know what I was thinking about this? And I haven't had one meeting where someone has prejudged me. They've all they've judged me literally on what they see is what they get. And I mean, I launched straight into a conversation about business, about raising millions of pounds, and about how 
we're going to change the industry. Um, and I think my background really helps. I've got a degree in like biomedical science and nutrition. So people sort of go, okay, maybe you're not, you know, that dumb reality star that is trying to do a business and it's sort of not working. Um, and I think that's just in our day and age. Everyone is, you know, judging people on who they meet there and then. Mm. I think maybe back in some past years, and might, there might have been that stigma around reality, but I think it is massively changing and there's been some mega successful businesses that reality stars have created. Um, so there is no reason to think that a reality star can't create something amazing because um, there's loads of people doing it. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more, my love. And, and also <laughs> you get, you get a bigger platform as well. So it's kind of, you know, mix it, it does mix that sort of, if you do have the knowledge, you can also bring the, I, yeah. the um, also, you know, followers <laughs> with you. Kind exactly. Of I mean, being on reality TV like I was with Bobby like it has so many advantages and it also I think shows traits about your personality as well in business it shows that you don't take life too seriously it shows that you can have a lot of fun um it shows that you probably take quite of some big risks shows that you don't care what people think about you like what you see is what you get kind of thing and I think I think that's some really great traits to have in business so if anything like it should be beneficial and being on reality is also a business you know let's get more followers let's get more platform to then do what we want to do with with that so for me i'm massively passionate about um compassion towards animals and i really want people to see them as real life beings if you can stop eating animals switch it up then great so and i feel like i've I've done that really well and i'm yeah and i would never have been able to do that without without good old me and chelsea (laughs) how do you find juggling both running such a huge business and filming so you're back to filming now oh my god yeah it is tough I'm not gonna lie (laughs) it is mega luckily like it happens in series so you get that quick breath to sort of gather your thoughts again but reality without running a business by the end of series you're like what's just happened like the roller coaster (laughs) of my life and my emotions have just been everywhere especially if you're in a a relationship or one um so it's tough it's tough tough enough as it is just being on a reality show so you sort of got to drop the reality facade and then go straight into like a board meeting or a full team meeting um and yeah sort of you know take the direction of the business so I'm not going to lie, there have been moments where I'm like, I've taken on too much here. But um, my business partner, Mikey, he's super supportive and, you know, picks picks up the pieces. And I'm like, look, I can't do this. I've got a film because they texted me an hour ago where I need to be. Oh, yeah, <laughs> this is from, from interviewing people from Made in Chelsea before. Yeah, so it, it does seem it's very like, whoa, OK, got to go. Yeah, quite hard, especially when you're, especially as your business is doing so well. But I mean, yeah, I guess if you've got people around you, then that can, that can help. Yeah. Also, the more, you know, the, the better the business does, the more money you make, the more people you can employ to sort of yes, help you. So I think this is probably the hardest part uh, at the moment. It's like currently in the build can't really justify having too many people to help you've still got to pull your own weight and, and proper get into hustle mode um but yeah at the same, at the same time as filming but I couldn't give it up like I love the main chance so much I just think reality is such a it's such a crazy like scenario and like yeah I, I really enjoy it so I wouldn't I couldn't give it up and also I love clean kitchen so I love my life. I'm I'm pretty lucky. <laughs> How do you find watching Made in Chelsea? Because you, if I'm right in thinking, you you record your series, don't you? Before before any of it airs, it's all kind of in the can, and then you have a break yeah. and it airs. 
Whereas yes, Tao is a lot more, it turns around, so you're kind of, yeah. you're filming and then a week later you're watching that episode back. But I guess what you do, you can kind of, you do that block of filming, you do that full series yeah. and then you kind of put it down and rest it. How is it then after that gap, watching it back though for you? Yeah, I don't know which is the best way, like how you guys do it or how, how we do it. Um, it's just weird because you're like, how, I forgot what headspace I was in like two months ago and I filmed that. Um, like we've got three episodes left to film of this series and it hasn't even aired yet so I can't even remember what happened episode one um, but it is a bit annoying when you someone says something about you and you watch it and you're like what I was so nice to you that day which <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> is a bit annoying so you know that your like natural reactions like if it was like Tally where you'd actually see them say it about you but yeah it's weird but um, can't wait to watch it this series is um, yeah it's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> sure, there'll be lots of drama to, for us to get wet everyone's appetites. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so you mentioned Battersea earlier. So what's going on with that? Because obviously there's it's a big, big th- deal, this whole the whole Battersea sort of redevelopment, isn't it? To have a shop in, yeah. or a store in that space is a big deal. Yeah, so we actually, so we only had, we didn't even have like one store open. So we were literally like delivery kitchen. So you can only get us on delivery at the time. Mm. And um, Mikey and I are pretty ambitious, have the attitude about anything as possible. Just give it a go and see what happens. Um, and we got sent this by one of our like letting agents because we really wanted the site. Uh, let's just give it a go. Let's let's jump on a Zoom. We've never like done a landlord pitch before, let alone like the, the next biggest thing in London. Um, and it was with like, 13 people they all had their cameras off it was like right in the middle of lockdown I was having zoom problems as ever we've all been there um, and we just told the story of, of like you know, how we're so passionate about it and like we have this vision how you know plant-based food is going to be in everyone's life eventually like 30 percent of um 18 year olds try and justify themselves as vegan or vegetarian so it's this massive wave that is coming through yeah um, and you've already seen it start so we gave them the speech and told them exactly what we wanted to do, what we wanted to achieve and how we were going to do it. And they were like, yeah, this is, this is quite cool. And they've obviously had um, conversations with like Pratt and Starbucks and all the, all the massive corporates. I think we were a bit of a breath of fresh air mm-hmm. and something different, like a reality star and a YouTuber. You don't often come across that sort of partnership. Um, and it just went on. This process went on for about six months. We kept going, yep, yeah, you're in sort of the next stage. Yep, yeah, they want to come down and try the food. So it was like, it was this amazing sunny day, I think in September, it was, the camp was absolutely packed. They had, we had our best chef on um, and they just, we just gave them like the, the full on clean experience, gave them the spiel. Um, and yeah, we, we actually won it. And we were up against 16 other um, retailers, I think, which wow. is That's crazy. And, yeah, I know. Yeah, well and done. It, it, thanks. Um, and yeah, we, we signed the contract about two weeks ago, I think. Um, yeah, it opens in September, so it's going to be um, it's going to be pretty big for everyone, not just in kitchen, but the whole space is just unbelievable. Like Battersea is just going to light up. Yeah, I haven't been there yet. I know, I know. It, like it sounds like it's going to be like an amazing place to 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 be and see, and like a new destination really for London. And it's on the tube stop now on the tube line. Isn't it? Yeah, so, the new tube stop. They've got gyms. Um, they've got like cinemas. Yeah, it's drinking license to one a.m. It's going to be like a, a really hot place to go, especially in summer by the river. Yeah, yeah, um, of course. Well, September. So, yeah, you have to come check it out. Don't have to ask me twice, 100%, 100%. <laughs> so this one's your flagship. Yeah. Did you say, you've, you've obviously, you, you can't disclose where you've just signed today, but there's there's more on the horizon. So we're there, yeah, there's rolling a very, now. 
the ball is rolling. The the next night is going to be so cool. Um, I'm so great as them, but yeah, it, it, it's big. <laughs> you could tell um, us, babes. <laughs> I, I wish I could. Um, yeah, it, it's going to be. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. We're so excited about it to get like another site in the door and just, yeah, show everyone the clean experience because I don't think what we're doing actually exi- exists yet. Um, so, yeah, that one. And then we've got another one. Yeah, so four more this year, uh, including Bassey. But, um, yeah, so it's so exciting. And then we'll see what happens in 2023. Who knows? And, and how long have you personally been vegan? Is this like a... Yeah, so I was actually raised a vegetarian. Um, okay. So my mum would always rescue animals that needed a home. So like numerous amounts of chickens or um, ponies or goats or sheep. <laughs> so I was just, I literally grew up like being surrounded by sheep and thinking that was very normal <laughs> to have pet sheep, like just sort of stroll into the house. <laughs> I literally into the house and I'm like, this is bizarre. I'm like older. Um, so yeah, I could never eat an animal. Um, and I actually did have a bit occasionally to get like my omega up and my um my b vitamins up because when, when you're growing up it's really important mm-hmm. um and then i just educated myself about the animal cruelty behind what happens in dairy farming and the egg industry like factory farming is so bad yeah. um for animals we're not so bad in the uk but um in other places it's, it's me- mega cruel and i feel like some people still don't even quite understand where like milk comes from from school um, that was what so I, yeah. I, that was what happened to me I, I watched Cowspiracy and then I watched oh, Educated yeah. and then it was like I could never but then there's like a bit of cognitive dissonance even being vegetarian because you're still involved in it in a way it's difficult it's really difficult um, yeah it is exactly and also I think it's just human nature to watch like Seaspiracy etc that mm. day go I'm never eating tuna again and then the mm. next day to go I really fancy some tuna it's just human nature like you can't blame anyone for it but if you actually see it and like you grow up around yeah. it. Um, I think that that's slightly different. That's definitely what happened to me. Yeah, and, and education's key with all these kind of <laughs> things, isn't it? Because until you do know, you, you just don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, ignorance is bliss, right? That, that mm. I mean, it, it really is. So, and that's what we're going to do. The clean as well is it's the education behind it. We don't want to shove it down people's throats. Like we really. To win people over, you've got to you've got to let people come over and try. It. You can't be like be vegan, like you know you're, you're doing this to animals, you're doing this to the environment. You've got to let people try the food, make up their own choices, and then you know make their own decisions. And you can't judge anyone for anyone's opinion. Like you say, when the product's good, like yours is, whether you're a vegetarian or a vegan or not, doesn't even come into it. The product's so good, even if you're a meat eater, you're still going to have a beautiful <laughs> meal, you know. Oh, but- <laughs> The two things you've mentioned already, I'm coming down. The minute you open up, babe, go right up my straight. <laughs> Good. You want all the kid on delivery? I don't know where you guys live, but um, maybe you can get it. Honestly, the amount of people we've converted by just trying one of our burgers is, um, yeah, I think we've got 100% conversion rate into trying vegan food. That's amazing. So when you start <laughs> filming your next series of MIC, which I guess will be a little while if you've still got three eps of this series, Will the will the show follow you and your journey with Clean? No, I think I'm going to keep it separate just because, like, you've got business, yeah. you've got Verity Clean Kitchen business, and then you've got Reality Verity. Yeah. But I think they're very different types of people, so probably best to keep the two keep them, Yeah, separate. I, I think you got idea, babes. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think yeah. do that. Because the last thing you want is them bringing X amount of cast members down and then people kicking off in the business and then oh, two yeah. cast no, members no, no. having a row. Like, this ain't good for my brand. <laughs> 
<laughs> that is not what we want. We want to be clean and like you know humble and thinking about the environment and do something good for the world. Yeah, um, the name the name sums it up pretty much. Yeah, exactly yeah. we'll keep it clean. Yeah, fair. <laughs> um, well, very thanks so much for joining us this evening. Really appreciate you taking time out to speak to us and, and best yeah, of luck no with worries. it. Lock, Thank a lot, you. A lot going on for you. You have to come to our next site um, opening. I'll, I'll give you both an invite. Please 100%. do. It will be fun. It will be a party. Okay, oh, love to see you guys. Thank, Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Congrats again for the new, for the new one. Bye-bye. Oh, <laughs> Bye-bye. Well, we've got one half of Boy's Life, Brian McFadden, right here ready to come in, so let's get him in. Hey, guys, you all right? Thanks for joining us, Brian. How's it going, mate? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad at all. Just Good. in the middle of uh, doing our tour rehearsals. We started a tour on Monday in Liverpool, so... Today is our first day. We should have really started two weeks ago, but we decided to have a holiday in Greece for last week instead. So oh, if anyone comes to the show and it's a little rough for the first week, it's because we wanted to work on our tans and our golf swing. <laughs> See, how's rehearsals going? Um, we're, we're about to start straight after this. <laughs> oh, so this is literally it. So you hold on. So wait a second. Your first date is on Monday, did you yeah. say? And yeah. you've just started rehearsals today no, we, haven't, we haven't started yet so, so they will they were about to start the wednesday we night. have the we have the band and crew in a place in birmingham which is set up like the stage where we're going to be playing and they're working on the music and we're supposed to be doing i say choreography it's more our movements and positioning on the stage um, and also trying on all our outfits now our stylist um, hasn't seen us in about six months and uh, let's just say we've been enjoying ourselves for the last six months. So there could be a, the sewing machine might be out for the next three days. <laughs> Some added <laughs> panels of, being put in. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. We might, we might have backless tops on for everything. <laughs> Are you excited to, to get back to, to what you love, Brian? Yeah. I can't wait to get back out. It's, it's the best part of it, you know, being on the road and performing every night, you know, all during the summer you do festivals, but most of them are at the weekend. So you spend most of, most of the week just kind of sitting around looking forward to getting back on stage at the weekend. But um, when you get out on a tour like what we're doing now, it just it becomes your life. Um, and and it's, it's so much fun because we've got all our band and crew and back and vocals. And it's like this little team just traveling around the country together. And it's great fun, you know, and, and you, you look forward to every night knowing that you're going to get to do what you love the most, which is singing. And are you guys quite rock and roll behind the scenes? I get the feeling that you might be. Yeah, we are, but this this tour is, is a bit of a strange one because um, our last couple of tours, the most shows we'd ever do was two, maybe three in a row, and then we'd have a day or two off. Um, but just because of COVID um, and everybody cancelling gigs, every, everybody's kind of just grabbing mm. whatever venues they can get because everybody's going out together to try and tour at the same time. So, like, we've got, I think our first few shows is like three, four in a row, and then it's like four more in a row. So when we have that, we have to look after ourselves a little bit. So we can yeah. only really get smashed on the, 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 the day <laughs> that we've got a day off the next day. And are you both yeah. very similar? I guess you're almost like best mates, aren't you? which must be the joy of teaming up together. Absolutely. And I think that's what we love about it. It's two best mates on the road having fun. You know, I've, a lot of people, you know, they start in a band and especially in a pop group from the 90s, you know, a boy band or any kind of a pop group, most of them are put together. They don't know each other and you have to become friends and get to know each other. Um, and you don't really have a choice. It's like going to school or, or getting a job. You don't really have a choice who you work with or who you sit next to in school. Uh, but for Keith and I, we were friends and then we started this thing together. So we kind of, we knew we loved each other already. So we kind of, we have this great 
system together where we know how to look after each other. We know when not to piss the other person off. We know if somebody's in a bad mood, don't push their buttons. We also know how to get them back in a good mood. So we know how to look after each other. So we very rarely have any fights or, or, or bad days. And if somebody is having a bad day, the other person takes care of them. So we're, there's a, a lot of harmony in, in, our, um, in our little setup, which is great. And, and the fact that we, we're both Manchester United fans, we both love golf, we're both from Dublin. We love Guinness. We love vodka. You know, we, we love all the same things. So it's, it makes for quite a happy camp. It's got to say, it's like a dream come true. <laughs> it is a dream come true. It is. <laughs> and what can people expect from a Boys Life concert? Well, it, it depends. First of all, it depends which night of the week you go on. If you go on a Tuesday, it can be quite calm, you know, because most people have to go to work the next day. Yeah. But if we get a Friday or a Saturday night crowd who are all proper up for it, we could be on stage for three hours because we'll get up with, you know, we'll be on the same page as them and we'll have a great night. Obviously, we sing all of the hits from Westlife, all the hits from Boyzone, and now we sing um, some of the new Boys Life material as well. But I think the most important thing for us is, is we just have a good crack on the stage. You know, it's a concert, but it's a show as well. You know, we like to interact with the crowd and take the piss out of each other. And, and look, we just take it all with a pinch of salt. The music's important, but just making sure that everybody leaves there having a good night, remembering all these hits from their, you know, from their childhood or from growing up, um, and walk away with our smile on their face. That's that's our main goal. Do you feel like there is a bit of pressure when you boys do the old stuff from previous bands? Because like you say, they become soundtracks to people's lives, don't they? It's childhood or music has this kind of thing where you can you remember a relationship or where you yeah. were in your life. Do you kind of feel there's a pressure when it's that? There is a little bit. You, you, you can see different people have different... Uh, connections to different songs you know and you know i remember being at a meet and greet and and there was a, two different people came in the same meet and greet and told us a different story about swear it again one person told us that it was their wedding song and they couldn't wait for it and then a couple of people later came and they said that it was their father's uh, song at his funeral so wow. you know, i'm on the stage later that night and i'm thinking shit this is this is kind of hard because in one part of me, I remember that story and I'm going, I'm singing the song with a smile on my face thinking, this is such a happy song for these people. And, and I'm kind of smiling with them and, and feeling it. And then all of a sudden I get that kind of flush on me and I go, shit, there's somebody over there who's probably in tears now because this is bringing back the memory of the person they lost. So it's incredible how different people take different emotions and different memories from the songs. And um, it happens with quite a lot of our songs, but, Look, that's the beauty of music. You know, it can be a great comfort or a great joy. And and, and uh, we're just very lucky that we can have those different emotions from different people. And what a gift for you to have to, to do that for someone. Do you know what I mean? Whether it's good times or bad. Like, yeah. music is like, I think that's such a gift to be able to give that to people. Is just like... Yeah, well, I know myself as a music fan, Bobby. You know, I, I grew up and I, I think of when I went through bad times in my life and, you know, the darkest parts of my life, I can always remember the songs. And if I hear the song on the radio, I go, oh, shit, I was miserable then. I remember that. I'm like, I wish that bitch Lee and Dion would stop singing that song because every time I hear that song, <laughs> every time I hear that fucking song. <laughs> that is, well, it must be quite weird for you though as well because I guess when you look back at when he recorded those songs, which some could have been sort of like 25, I don't know, 20, 25 years ago, whatever. Yeah. And when, do you, when you're in the recording studio making that kind of music, are you ever thinking like, this sounds like something that people's going to soundtrack their lives. Or are you just going and being like, no. I don't know. Like... No, you don't, you don't think like that because 
first of all, when you're writing an album, you write so many songs. And the first, the first thought that comes across your mind when you finish a song is, will people think it's shit? All right, that's the first thing. And if they do, then you're in trouble. Um, because we all, this, all artists and especially songwriters, we all think that our songs are the best songs ever written, right? We're the most arrogant, egotistical <laughs> animals on the planet. So there's no, I've never written a bad song in my life. Even the shit ones that were never released, they're still brilliant, okay? Full Got it. So you don't think like that. You, you never think that far forward. Um, and it isn't, it, it really isn't until the future, until somebody actually says it to you that you realize what it means to people. Even if you have a, a number one single, you don't know whether people just like that song because they like the melody and they like singing it. Or as you said, if they've had a personal connection with it, whether mm -hmm. they can relate it to their lives. Um, you, you know, as I said, like Swear It Again is a perfect example of the, the amount of people that have had it as a wedding song and a funeral song, you know, and, and you just think of the lyrics of, I'm never going to say goodbye. And, you know, that, that can be two things. It can be, I'm never going to say goodbye to you. I'm going to spend the rest of my life with you. Or to the person that's just died, I'm never going to say goodbye. I'm going to hold on. You know, it's it's amazing how lyrics and songs can have so many different meanings to so many different people. Very special thing. Now, Brian, moving away from music, I wanted to quickly ask you, mate. You got engaged in 2019 before the madness of the pandemic. Yeah. Any wedding plans? What's going on? No, COVID saved me. <laughs> <laughs> We were supposed to get married. Uh, I forgot to put it off three times. We were getting married in South Africa. And obviously when the, the first pandemic kind of wave hit, we had to cancel it because everyone was locked down. Then everything got lifted and South Africa went back into lockdown. So we had to cancel it again. And then the third time, basically, we were told we could go to South Africa, have the wedding. But when we came back to the UK, South Africa was on the red list. So we'd all have to go into hotel, hotel quarantine. Oh God, I forgot in about hotel holiday. quarantine. I'd be a sexy honeymoon, wouldn't it? We go to a beautiful <laughs> vineyard in South Africa and then spend two weeks in a holiday inn at Gatwick airport, getting margarita pizzas thrown under the door. I was like, no, thanks. No, thanks. No chance. So are you just going to play it by ear then? Nothing. But we've got a we've got a baby now, and we got yeah, baby. yeah. Congratulations! So, congratulations! You know what? This is what we said. We were like, I couldn't even imagine trying to start to organise a wedding right now because if I'm not on stage, I'm on my hands and knees running around the floor after the baby. So I think we're going to wait till Ruby's a little bit older and we've a little bit more time and we're a little bit more settled, and then we'll get married. But look, we lived together for nearly six years now. We've got a baby. We are married. We just don't have the piece of paper and haven't been blessed by a priest yeah. yet. That's all, you know. But we're pretty much married. I was gonna say, you know, the baby's commitment enough, isn't it? Really, like you say, absolutely. You know, in terms of how is the little one? Ah, oh, she's amazing. She's unbelievable. You know, she's. I've obviously I've got three girls, but Molly and Lily are twenty-one and, and nineteen. And you know, when I when I had both of them, mm -hmm. I was in Westlife, so I had no time. We didn't have FaceTime back then. We didn't have any kind of video calls. So I missed so much of them, their first steps, their first words. I missed so much of that. But I'm seeing absolutely everything with Ruby. I'm pretty much with her every day. She comes everywhere. And if she doesn't come, I can go on FaceTime and I can talk to her and I can see her. And it's just been the most incredible experience of my life. And I just wake up every morning so excited to see her. It, it, it's amazing the difference children can make to your life. Would you like any more, Bri, or straight-free? Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, we had IVF treatments to have Ruby, um, and we, we had a couple of miscarriages. Ruby was our third uh, effort. We had oh, wow. four. So how it works in IVF, I don't know if people know, but we, had, we basically had four fertile eggs. The first two were implanted, and they, they miscarried, and then Ruby was the third. And the fourth one is the strongest one, so we're going to wait 
probably a few more months and then we're going to have a try with that last egg. And if that happens, brilliant. And if not, I'm 42. I want to enjoy. I don't want to be 70 when my kids are 18, you know. I want to still be able to go and have a little party when they go to college, you know. Exactly. And are you hoping to continue... Do you want all girls or would you like a little Brian to be the last one? Do you know what? At this stage, I'd take another girl at this stage. You know, I'd, I'd have a girl band then, wouldn't they? A little four-piece girl band. Be, <laughs> There'd be, be quite like the, the age difference between them. <laughs> yeah, well, look at the Nolans. They'd be like the Nolans, wouldn't they? Fair. Exactly. Yeah. Are my you own little table actually your middle women. daughter a few um, God, a few months ago now? She's got a very, very wise head on her shoulder, is not she? Yeah, she's a good kid. She, she'd buy and sell you that chick, I tell you one thing. <laughs> she would absolutely buy and sell you. She's unbelievable. <laughs> but, you know, I, I, it's so funny. My, my three daughters are so different. You know, they're, they're, they're even Ruby, who's only 16 months, you look at her personality compared to, to Lily's, it was just... She's the wild one, and then Molly's so different. There's so, there's just three different personalities. Um, but nice, yeah, yeah, it is great. But you know, maybe a boy. But then again, I think about a boy. And I'm like, fuck. I don't think the world needs another little me running around the place. <laughs> Fucking hell. One is, bad boy. <laughs> one is bad enough. <laughs> uh, well, Brian, thank you so much for talking to us uh, this evening and um, best of luck with the tour. And you've got a lot of work to do this evening. So best I just realised we're on radio, aren't we? So, and I've been using loads of bad language. I oh, we're, no, we're allowed. We're allowed. This oh, we're is allowed. Right. It's fucking perfect. We almost insist on it, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Lads, have a good one. Take care. Yeah, you too. Thank you so much, mate. With the tour, mate. Well, our next guest, uh, the gorgeous... Drag Race UK versus the World Star. Cheryl Hole is uh, is here, so let's get her in for a little chat. Well, Cheryl, hello. How are you, baby? I'm alive. I'm the one. In, in the words of Sia, uh, I'm still breathing. I'm still breathing. <laughs> <laughs> Looking incredible. Oh, thank the Bob's. Can we just talk for a second about how incredible you are looking up in the gym? Just <laughs> oh, thank you. You know what? This is every yeah. week now, Bob. Every week I have to listen to the guests tell, tell us how good you look at the moment. All right, oh, Stevie. Oh, Stevie, you've always looked good. So <laughs> thanks. That's what I exactly want to say. Anyway, go back to it. Yeah. Here we are. Just another <laughs> Thursday. You've been a busy girl, Shays. Do you know what? It's the Essex mentality. You've just got to grind and hustle, haven't you? Yeah. Like, We're grafters. We're grafters. And I just can't say no. So, Always <laughs> chasing outside... a pound note, aren't we? Exactly. <laughs> well, I've, I've got a house to I've got a house to run and mouths to feed. I'm a mother of five. No, but in all honesty, I I am just so blessed for any opportunity that comes my way. So I just want to say yes. <laughs> Thank you for thinking of me, and I will be there. <laughs> and how much are you paying? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have to we have to touch on on Drag Race UK versus well, which I still find a mouthful to say. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, how do you look back on your experience? Probably not quite what you'd wished. Yeah, you've hit the nail <laughs> on the head. Like I had, I had hyped myself up something chronic to be. This is my redemption. I'm going to come back and show that I'm not so mediocre after all. It's going to be an end of one era and start of another. And then episode two, Cheryl, I went. Ah, okay, it is what it is. And in the moment, I was devastated, and it took me a very long time to get my confidence back as an really? artist. Yeah, it really broke me as a person because lots of people will only take what you do on the show as gospel and think that's what you are like in the real world. Whereas the reality is 
I'm bad at drag race. I'm incredible at drag. So just because <laughs> just because I'm bad at the game doesn't mean I'm not good at the activity. Also, that's not true. I think I think you've been actually really good on drag race. It's just circumstances have meant that you haven't done as well as you could, right? Like- hey, I think they heard whispers down the corridor that a ruse match game and a, a girl group challenge were coming. They were like, get her out, get her out, get her out. <laughs> <laughs> Kind of in the final, it'll be a disaster, yeah. <laughs> Truly, famously. <laughs> you released a single last month, Cheryl. Oh, do you know what? That was something that I have always wanted to do my entire life. I think we as a queer people, we always look up to these pop stars and we always want to emulate that and feel that fantasy. And the fact that I was able to do that, I was able to get into a studio, write and record my own song. It's not like I'm lip syncing to somebody else's. It's my own bop. And I feel so proud of that. And regardless of how streaming is these days, like I couldn't give two shits if it charted. I'm just happy that my craft is out there. And what I wanted from my single, I wanted people to escape and mm-hmm. just feel like you're at the nightclub at 12 p- 12 a.m. with a vodka Red Bull in hand. 12, or 12 p.m. if it- you've gone all night, you know. Hey, hey, I, I, I'm not into those day raves, but if you want to play Need the Power by Cheryl Hall at that, you're more than welcome to. Well, so talking about vodka Red Bulls, we can't not talk about you and Adele at Pole Nidal. <laughs> I mean, what the... <laughs> Come what on, is girl. my life? What is my life? Do you know what? I um I actually replied to a tweet that Janie Jacquet put out. She was like, she quote tweeted the picture of me and Adele, and she went, "This is amazing." And I went, "Thanks for eliminating me." <laughs> <laughs> because yeah, hey, you wouldn't have been there that week, right? Otherwise, no, <laughs> I wouldn't have been. So truly, I was like, "Thanks, Janie," because I got to meet Adele and twirl on a pole with her. Like <laughs> it was the most surreal experience of my life because you just don't think somebody like Adele selling out Wembley Stadium is going to turn up to little old Chezzy's gig on a Thursday night. <laughs> After having just recorded Graham Norton or whatever it was she'd done and she, you know, it was like... It she was, was ready to party, that's Yeah, sure. definitely. And did you, like, did you like see her in the crowd or did you know she was there before you kind of got on stage or what was the deal? So she came up to the dressing room 15 minutes before we went on stage. So we were able to chit-chat and gossip and get a picky but watching so like I'm not sure if you've been to Porn Idol but like you sit there as judges and you just watch it all unfold and just seeing her from the box react to everybody getting their winkies and titties out I was literally like this is brilliant like what what is going on like thanks Mama Roo for giving me the job thanks JD Jacquet now I'm here parting with Adele We were saying, I remember we said that actually when we recorded our show that week, Bob, we were like, those poor people that got their bits out that week were not expecting them to be all over the mail, were they? They were so nervous. When they found out who was here, they were like, I just came for a fabulous night with Cheryl Hall and now I'm with bloody Grammy Award winning Adele. With my, with my bits out, some of them. If you're going to let me down, <laughs> let me down gently. Because we were saying, what was they've gone out and they've going to do a sickie the next day at work. They've had one too many Jaegers. They've got the old boy out, giving him a spin. They're all in the Daily Mail with Adele. The boss is going to know. You can't say you had the squits. My nan messaged me and she was like, you're on the Daily Mail. 
<laughs> Bless her. <laughs> but still, what a great experience to take away from it all. And yeah, who often, who often gets to meet someone at the level of fame as Adele and have a night out of them? <laughs> like, fun, you know? Normally you meet them on the main stage and they're on the panel of Drag Race and like you, you, you're like this far yeah, away yeah, from yeah, them. Right. But the fact I got to sit next to her, have a selfie, and she was just like, you're fabulous. <laughs> like... I, I'm going to put that on every single poster of mine. Cheryl, you're a superstar. <laughs> yeah, babe, you, you know what I mean? Make some coin from that. I'm sure she won't yeah. mind. <laughs> hey. And if she's got any coin to send my way, I'm very broke after this <laughs> yeah, same, season. Same, same. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. This fucking rack of clothes is the bane of my life. <laughs> Don't do be, drag race. <laughs> I mean, I don't think it would be my my kettle of fish anyway. That's quite kettle of fish. That sounds a bit funny. Um, uh, um, yeah, but I potato, mean, potato, potato. Yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, what was I going to say? I've completely lost my train of thought now. <laughs> um, He's thinking about all the todger at Pole Idol. That's what it is, Cheryl. Oh no, it's got Yeah, I mean, to be fair, it's not far wrong. Um, but you've got loads of stuff coming up, essentially, haven't you? That you that you've got planned now. You've got gigs and stuff all sorts yeah and like i i feel like the world is slow in the words of cheryl slowly but surely we're slowly getting back to a normality and all these tours that i have planned two years ago are finally happening so i'm finally getting to go to canada i'm finally getting to go to the u.s and to go to australia and like to get back out on the road like i get to do a tour with Lemon like I wish I wish they put a camera in that hotel so you could have seen the shenanigans that me and her got up to whilst we were eliminated because it was chaos yeah so because obviously Lemon went out first didn't she so so like so have you become really tight the two of you we knew each other before. Oh, you did? We'd, okay, right. Yeah, right. we've known each other since like 2018. We met mm. in New York. Mm. And it was just like such a surreal time because I had just been, I'd just finished filming. I've just done the press. So we were over in New York to do press for Drag Race UK season one. And then she had just been cast on Canada season one. And Jan from season 12 was with us as well. And she was just waiting to be announced from season 12. So we were all like in this weird, like drag race limbo stage. We were like, what the fuck's going on? But to have a full circle moment and get to do this season with her was so great, even though our time was cut short. (laughs) And you've got the Dancing Divas tour with you in July. Oh, yes. So truly, Everything that we didn't get to get to show on the show on Drag Race, we're getting to do on the road. And I think that's where my heart lives when it comes to drag. You've got queens that love to do makeup looks on Instagram. You've got queens that love to go to Fashion Week and turn looks. For me, my heart lives on a stage. And I'm so excited to do a full length show with a diva like Lemon, who is so talented, so beyond. And we could just show everybody that we're just silly tits and wigs here for a good time. And does it mean you get to use those outfits that you paid for but didn't get to show on the show? Oh, <laughs> and that way they're tax, tax deductible, so you don't have to worry about. <laughs> hey, Mister Taxman, you can't come for me. <laughs> what else has been going on for you? 
Do you know what? I have just been taking each day as it comes. I like I like to forward think, but I think a lot of people get caught up in the hustle and the bustle on going forward that they forget to live in the moment and take in what's going on around them. Like mm-hmm. the week after I got eliminated, that went by in like 24 hours, even though it was seven days, because I wasn't really taking in everything that was going on. And I've hit the button. I've hit pause and I've really taken time to go see my family, go spend time with my friends. Because if you just get caught up in everything that's going on, you're going to blink and the world's going to go by and you're going to go, well, I didn't really make any memories. Like, Mm. so I've just got to some, I, I want, I'm out here working. I'm a hustler like through and through, but I've got to be selfish and remember that, underneath all this drag I'm a human and just mm. make time to go see my grandparents and just really do the damn thing because I don't I don't want to waste a moment we hope that you enjoyed our 2022 look back we'll be back in the new year for a brand new series of actors all areas Merry Christmas everyone and have a wonderful new year Merry Christmas <laughs> <laughs>